1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I wanted to touch on the situation. Uh, We we had our inauguration coverage yesterday. wasn't able to really address uh, what I thought was um, what was playing out at the end of the Saints game versus the Falcons on Sunday. We've had a lot of players uh, make a lot of comments about what went on, and and some of it is really mystifying to me as to how um, they're missing the point. Uh, And, you know, we got all wrapped up as to whether or not the players uh, were showing a lack of respect for Dennis Allen. I don't believe that that was necessarily the case. I think it's actually worse. I think they showed a total lack of respect for themselves, individually, and to each other. When you think about this creation of this victory formation, what is the purpose of it? The purpose is about the safety of the player, right? You're giving the opposing team an indication of what is going to come. Why? For the safety of the player. Everybody knows that. It's all about them. That was the whole reason of respecting the victory formation knowing that you were gonna kneel down take a knee uh, and you know this was a sportsman protocol to protect one another so the reality is is that they didn't disrespect Dennis Allen they disrespected themselves so where do we go with, from here is this a signal of what is to come what's next You know of this respect of the value of, of what they do the danger and a sign of professionalism i mean that, that's really what this protocol is all about right but the players on the saints team they've cheapened and diminished the value of this sportsmanlike gesture or protocol quite frankly they've diminished themselves they've minimized themselves They've actually made fools of themselves, especially in the defense of what they've what they've done. So what's next? Putting your hand out to help an opposing team member up off the ground and then releasing their hand halfway up. Where do we go from here? It seems to me that this whole notion of respect um, is, again, being completely and totally bastardized. I mean, how obvious is this? If you were to apply this same thing to corporate America, right? Is there any doubt that this is a business? Yes, it's a competition. Yes, it's entertainment, but it's a business. And if those in middle management or frontline decided that they needed to make a fellow employee look good and do things contrary to management each and every day, How does that company survive? How does it succeed? What is the structure? Sounds a little bit like anarchy, right? Is the Saints organization a democracy? Did they make this transition at some point in time where these players get to decide what the strategy is going to be, what the playbook is going to look like, the order of the plays that are out there? Uh, Are they providing a list of team members that they want to help before every game to the coach so that the coach at least has some awareness of uh, who the preferred player is of the day and that there may be a risk uh, that they may do something contrary to what the game plan is in order to help perpetuate or further or maybe achieve an incentive goal that has monetary gain for that individual out there on the field of play. When you listen to what these players are saying in defense of not only Jamal Williams, but Jameis Winston, the idiocracy of their approach to this is absolutely incredible. No wonder there's a level of frustration with the NFL as a whole. It's absolutely ludicrous that we would defend this type of action, violate a safety protocol for one another for the benefit of one player, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is just as much to blame as anybody because he was willing to receive it. That is not a testament of professionalism. You are not the center of any universe. Not a single one of those 11 players on that field are the, are the center of any universe. And if they were to be in any other business organization with the manner in which they conducted themselves on that play and the manner in which they defend themselves on that play, in corporate America, you know where they would be? In the unemployment line. But these are privileged individuals, and they believe that they can run counter to just basic business principles of how an organization is run. They believe that they're entitled to do what they want, when they want, how they want. One of the most surprising um, comments uh, was by Derek Carr, (laughs) who said that coaches don't really have control over what we do out there. I mean, that is who that – we're putting our future in the hands of that individual with that mentality. I know everybody wants to be everybody's buddy in the locker room. Everybody's all afraid, oh, we're going to lose the locker room. You know what? I don't know if we lose the locker room or not, but there's one thing we ought to lose are some players because they have a demented view and perspective of how a business operates. They'll never make it out there. There's no way they can carry that attitude out into corporate America and make it. No way, no how. They're privileged. And we are fools because we help perpetuate this feeling. I've heard a number of people calling in, talking about, well, it was the dirty birds, you know, because it was the dirty birds. Ban, you know, everything. All the protocols are out the window. So, you know why I know this is the case as it relates to this issue of the victory formation? How many times have you seen fights break out in the aftermath of a victory formation when they think somebody took a cheap shot? How many times? Like, almost every week almost every week, it obviously means something to them, then why are they fighting about somebody being a little bit too aggressive when the balls snap while one team's in the victory formation? Did not hear, not a single player, not a one, bring that point up. Then what are you fighting about? Are you fighting just for the sake of fighting? No. You're fighting... For the very reasons that I just outlined. Because you take a relaxed posture, because it is emblematic of a sportsmanlike protocol and gesture, that if you're not willing to honor it, you've cheapened it. And you're not worthy of the utilization of the victory formation. So next year, when a Falcons defensive player comes flying over the line of scrimmage and Pele's, who's ever fortunate enough to be receiving the snap, and the privilege of not only playing before the fans of the city of New Orleans, but the privilege of playing for Dennis Allen, the privilege of, of playing for Mrs. Benson, the privilege of playing for the Saints. Let us not go all hog wild crazy when that individual gets hurt. The old adage of what goes around comes around. You cheapen yourself, you cheapen the protocol, you cheapen being sportsmanlike, you cheapen respect for one another, you suffer the consequences. I would love to hear from you, 504-260-1870 on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and text line. Stay with us. Well, the uh, the text line is all over the map, and uh, folks are saying, I love your show, Newell. However, in my opinion, you spent way too much time on the Saints issue. There are way more important things going on with, uh, uh, with our, within our state than to spend so much time on something that happened within the National Football League or the National Felon League, obviously. That's how he uh, feels about uh, or he or she feels about the NFL. I think it's important. I think a lot of people are calling for Dennis Allen's head, you know, that he's lost the team and that because he made uh, the overture that he made to the coach on the Atlanta Falcons, um, that that's an indication that there's friction between him and the team. Well, if there is, sorry for the team. Not sorry for Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen – did the appropriate thing let us not lose sight of that that was an an inappropriate conduct on that play in my view in my opinion and what flows from that is to stand up be a man recognize when you've done something that's less than professional less than acceptable cheapens the product, cheapens the team, cheapens the players, and you call it out. And if you fear losing the locker room for calling out bad behavior, then we've really lost in society today. Then the NFL as a product is not worth the paper it's written written on. If we're willing to to try and send Dennis Allen packing on this issue, then The NFL is now, this whole thing is a farce. The way we interact in society, you know, is reflected every day by every business operation, the way we conduct ourselves in society, the way this team conducts themselves in society. I I applaud Dennis Allen. I applaud him for doing the right thing. His moral compass is, is definitely intact. Can't say the same for a lot of others. Let's go to Terrence. Terrence, you're up. Welcome to the show. No, I agree. I agree with every single thing you said. So we should apply the same standards to Donald Trump. I think Absolutely. the leadership of Donald Trump has put this country in the situation that it is in today. And the lack of civility and respect has gone out to out the window. Because it starts at the top, and when Donald no doubt. Trump didn't, and we should do did the did same thing to Joe Biden, and we should do the same thing to Joe Biden, absolutely. So when Donald every Trump single last one accept, of them, yeah, when Donald Trump did not accept the election and decided to get on Air Force One, not uh, acknowledge the the uh, incumbent president, and did not give him the due respect as a president of the United States. That set the tone for the country. So what and, James for, that, Winston did, and, and which, for that he will be looked upon as a fool by many, including myself. You have to stand up, you have to be a man, you have to understand the significance of the transition of power, one way or the other. You fight that in the court, you don't fight that the way the, that Donald Trump did it. I call him out on I've called him out on this show ad nauseum on the, on that issue. And and in my mind, as it relates to that, he was less than professional. No doubt about it. Seemed to have lost Terrence. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're up. Let's go to Peggy. Peggy, you're up.
0: Hey, good morning, Newell. You are a thousand percent correct, I believe. This is uh, in, on this issue. It has nothing to do with Dennis Allen's ability with this. That's a different <clears throat> situation. It's a different animal. There are different aspects to dealing with that. This squarely lands on the principles and the morals and the behavior of those professional athletes. And with that said, how would these guys, how would these um, players respond to grammar school and middle school kids to answer to them why they went against um, the, the coaches' play at the end? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. No, Peggy, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, especially when you get to the point that why, why is there a victory formation? The whole thing, it, it's about an indication to the opposing side that you're taking a knee. I mean – If it's not that, then then why do they fight when, you know, one, one side's too aggressive or the other? They can't have it both ways to try and justify that they want to do something nice for Jamal Williams because he didn't score a touchdown this season. Really? Again, none of you guys are the center of the universe. I know that's hard to come to grips with, but not a single one of you are. And you'll never make it in corporate America, with the, with that, with the mentality that you're bringing forward and the justification, um, you know about how great a guy Jameis Winston is. All right, great, that's good, wonderful. Great guys do wrong things. He did something wrong. Let me, I'll make this, I'll bet on this. I would have bet on this about Derek Carr. Uh, as well, but I I was obviously wrong about Derek Carr because when he was asked if, if it was concerning that Pete Carmichael's play call was overruled, Derek Carr says no. Carr said players want to take care of their guys, and sometimes there's not much that coaches can do about that. Have you ever heard a more ignorant statement than that? We get to choose when and why and how. If there's somebody out on the team that we, that's out on the field that we happen to like more than others, and we believe that they're entitled to some additional juice, there ain't anything the coach can do about it. We're going to give it to them. Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm pretty confident that Drew Brees would have never handed that ball off. I'm fairly confident that that would not have even been a discussion on the field with Drew Brees. I don't know why I say that. I'm just pretty confident about that. This is a lack of respect for one another, not for Dennis Allen. And they need to be called out for it. But how can the alleged leader of the offense moving forward – send this signal to any coaching staff in the NFL and have any coaching staff in the NFL embrace this statement and be confident in moving forward with that individual as the leader. Are these guys not thinking? Do words not matter? Do they believe that they can just say these things and justify these things? Because and in the end, Jamal Williams getting a touchdown is, is so important to the team that they're willing to basically violate an unwritten safety protocol that's accepted across the league. That's why the Atlanta coach was so damn mad, and he had every reason to be mad, because he's trying to protect his players. But to have your, your quarterback say, what's the message that he's sending Uh, Not only the coaching staff, but everyone else. Hey, I'm a player. Players want to take care of their guys. Who's who's their guys? Is there a list? Do you have a list, Derek, of who's on the their guy list for Derek Carr so that everybody's clear and we can understand why? Maybe, Maybe that explains some things that happen on the field. I don't know. Because Derek has a their guy list. Obviously, Jimmy Graham does, too. And it appears that Jameis Winston is on everybody's their guy list. So, no matter what Jameis does, they're going to come to his defense whether or not he does something stupid or not. This is a real dangerous mob mentality when you start listening to these ignorant responses. This is... This is a height of ignorance that I've never ever seen before, collectively, and a lot of these guys are damn well educated. And then I love the ones that say, "Well, it's the dirty birds; it's the falcons, so we just do whatever the, the hell we want when, whenever we want." Let's go to Jaime. Jaime, you're up.
0: Hey, new. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for. uh... For having me this morning, and um, you know, I can't agree with you more. But um, talking about starting, starting from the top, let's—I I think it's time to bring Mickey Loomis to the table. He's been with the team since 2000.
2: He, he probably has more money than I would ever see in my lifetime. But I say let's start with him, you know, and 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 bringing him to the table and and seeing what you know the direction he's trying to go because obviously. You know what we have right now, it ain't working, and you know that—that's just—that's just where I'm at with it. You know, let's bring Mickey to the table. Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. It worked for a long time, didn't it? And ev- and look at look across the NFL. Every NFL team, for the most part, that's lost their premier quarterback has struggled in the following years. Tried to establish another premier quarterback. When you look at most of the teams in the NFL that have similarly situated records to the Saints, they're struggling in what position? Either due to injury, quality of play, whatever. They're struggling because of their quarterback play, right? If you have consistent quarterback play like we have enjoyed and we've been spoiled by the quality of the play of Drew Brees for a long, long time. We are no different. And I get what people are saying. You're frustrated. Let's, let's get Mickey Loomis on the carpet. Let's get Dennis Allen. This one's got to go. That one's got to go. You know how many got to goes that, that there are out there right now? Um, do we think that there's a whole lot better that's going to be available to us at this point in time? Uh, a lot of folks will say, well, Harbaugh's leaving. He's I don't want Harbaugh. He brings all kinds of baggage with him. I mean, they every team is struggling out, out there. And and I'll and I'll tell you this, is that you gotta be a little bit more patient. You gotta exercise some emotional intelligence. You can't make emotional decisions. You gotta evaluate things at the way they are across the league. Uh, Look at Bill Belichick. By all accounts, people say he is a GOAT, the greatest of all time as it relates to coaches. He struggled for the last three years because he hadn't had a quarterback. And it takes a long time to develop one. We were very fortunate. We fell into Drew Brees, who fell into us, and he performed at a level that not many others in modern-day football have ever performed at. And to find something to follow that up is difficult at best. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Folks said I missed the boat uh, because Dennis Allen knew all along that that's where they were going to do. I can only take him at his word. I can't imagine that he's going to go to the mic and lie. But. You know, and I still think he did the right thing by calling the team out. And if he loses the locker room as a result thereof, they
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better